Hello and welcome to the incredibly influential and highly successful podcast. My name is Kale. I am incredibly influential. And my name is Maxwell, and I am highly successful. What? What impression is that? What? It is. It is. It is one of a highly successful person. I. I. I, I'm trying to think of like who that sounds like. You just threw me off my game. I had a, I had a whole opening joke and everything, and you just threw me off my game. Holy there shit! There you go. My new voice is the star. This, this week's episode. All right. Okay. Um. Anywho, let's get back on track. My joke. Um. I had a really cool joke today. So, I'm on Tinder, right? You know, I'm swiping. Uh, just seeing what's good. Uh, now that everyone's back in in school, you know. Um, Whoa, we got a pedo here. Shut up! Shut <laughs> up! If they were in high school, they wouldn't leave town during the summer, okay? They also probably wouldn't be on Tinder. And also that. Um, but yeah, I'm swiping but through Tinder. I'm glad, I'm glad you thought there first. Yes. <laughs> it's just about being in town. Yeah, but yeah, so now that everyone's back in town for school, I'm swiping through Tinder, right? Right. And I see that there is a, what is it, a, a single mom, right? There's a single mom uh, on, on Tinder, right? And uh, down in her bio, she says, uh, fuck hookup culture, right? But then Powerful even words. further, even further down in her bio, she's got her OnlyFans link. And I'm like, ma'am, either way, you're just chasing the sack. That's my joke. There you go. There we nice. go. Great, great start for this week. Awesome. <laughs> um, double entendres. Yeah. They're some of my favorites. Yeah, I'll I'll double entendre you. Oh. I know that 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 oh was very sensual. That was that was very. Yeah. Whoa. Tried to cool. help out your your lame efforts at flirting with me. This is, hey, this is a very sexually charged episode, and I'm here for it. I think it was that new voice, you know? I, I think we should go back to that, honestly. Holy shit. Um, but anywho, uh, we're going to jump right into it. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk about some things that happened since the last recording, um, including one very sad thing. Uh, I want to oh, no. say... Uh, a rest in peace to uh, to both Jimmy Buffett and uh, Steve Hartwell of Smash Mouth. That, yeah, this has yeah. been a not kind week to musicians. Yeah, or any fans of music. Yeah, and at Jimmy Buffett, like high key, you know, I'm I'm not gonna pretend to be like a big like Smash Mouth fan. You know, everybody likes All Star. Everybody likes that one cover they did. Uh, uh, I'm a believer. Everybody likes that. You know, everybody remembers them from from Shrek. But like, Jimmy Buffett was my legit hero. Like straight up, half my wardrobe is based on him. Uh, you know, I I I love like all his music. I, yeah, I I sing Margaritaville all the time. That's one of my favorite songs. Um, I I saw him in person on a moped with a woman half his age. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? Damn, I want to be like that when I grow up. I want like that. That's honestly like high key, high key. His business acumen 
mixed with his like creativity and shit is like the direction I wanted to go with this podcast, right? Like I'm not like musically inclined, but like, you know, if I could turn this show into the kind of like empire that Jimmy Buffett sat on the throne of, right? That would be the the dream. That would that would be it. You know, I yeah, he was in he was legit inspiring to me and and I when I heard that, that was a fucking bummer. That was the worst shit, man. That was so bad. Yeah. That was so sad. And then at the same time, like hearing like he uh Steve Hartwell only had like days to live and then he passed away too. And that was really that was so fucking sad, dude. Just like one after the other. I you know. know especially Steve, you know, cuz he was only like 56, I think. You I know, know, he had, he yeah. he really gone too soon. That's really sad. So my heart goes out to their families and uh and the other fans, you know. They the world is definitely a lot worse without Jimmy Buffett. There Cause is cuz you know cuz uh what what was his name? Who was the the uh, latter person you mentioned? Steve Hartwell. Steve Hartwell. You know, when he told me the world was going to roll me, that did affect me. I mean, true. True. I, I was I was impacted by that. Yeah. Well, everybody's going to remember like um uh everybody's going to remember All-Star forever. It's iconic. It's iconic. And, you know, he he made a lasting impact on the world. And, you know, I think All-Star is like an actually good song. I know some people only like it for the memes, but yeah, I like it. I think it I think it's fun. I think I think it was a good song and I think uh yeah, I, I think Smash Mouth, you know, they were there, they were having fun. And yeah. Um and I and I'm I'm glad they were. And I hope both Steve and Jimmy Buffett are partying somewhere in heaven now. But like, man, a world with no Jimmy Buffett. That stings, right? Yeah, that's the rest of our world. Cheeseburger in Paradise played on on like I had my phone on shuffle. And that's the first time I heard that song, and it made me sad. And that sucks. That really sucks, man. Ah, yeah. uh, rest be, in peace, Jimmy. Be rest reminded in peace. That Steve. they're not around with us anymore, but you know. Yeah. They, uh, I don't know, man. It sucks. It just it sucks, man. I'm. <sighs> that's that's hard. That's hard. I wanted to do like I, hope I everyone's actually stewing with us in this misery we have been incited on all of you. I'm I'm not trying to be miserable and stuff about it, but he was like actually like an icon for me. Like uh, unironically, I wanted I want to live my life like him, you know? That he's 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 the king. He's he I don't know. I think as a a psych major um, are you familiar with the hierarchy of needs? I guess I'll explain it for the audience. Um, yes. Uh, so it's like a pyramid shape thing and it's got different levels and on the lowest level is like basic biological needs. The level above that is like security. 
Number three is like sense of belonging. Number four is like esteem, like, you know, being respected in your field. And at the top of the pyramid, there's like self-actualization, which is being the best that you could possibly be and like living up to your full potential. And I think, uh, you know, the, the guy who came up with it, uh, Abraham Maslow, he, he hypothesized that only 10% of people ever hit that. And I think Jimmy Buffett was one of those 10% of people. I think there wasn't much more he could have done to be more successful. I think he probably had like 10 more albums in him Man's before pretty, he died. Pretty legendary. Yeah. I, I think if he lived to be 90, we would get 10 more fucking albums out of him because that man's work ethic is insane. But yeah, quite a guy. You know, he's like this legit surfer. He didn't just sing about it. He actually did it. Yeah. I read well, that he saved Colin Jost's life too. Yeah. The man's the man's a king. He's king. Absolute king shit all the time. You'd love to see it. And yeah. There's there is a now a Jimmy Buffett shaped hole in the world that nothing can fix. Right. Yeah. Cuz nobody ever really matched him, you know? Like he made a mu- he made a musical genre that doesn't even have a name because nobody else made music like him. It was all just him. And oh, man, man. Man, that sucks. That sucks. Uh, uh yeah. That's so rough, man. That's so fucking rough. I'm I'm sad. We need to get out of this. We need to get out of this. Yeah. Well, what's okay. your? You got a plot I, and exit. I have a hot take that I need to share. Uh oh, one of so Kale's hot takes. Yep. All right. So flashback to a couple months ago. Barbie comes out. Ah, uh, the good and, uh, old days. Yeah, and uh, ever since then, it's been popping off, right? Correct. Correctamente. Correctamundo. That's a fact. Yeah, um, people were saying some some people some people who I respect even have been saying that uh, the reason why it's successful is not because it's a toy movie, but because it is a movie marketed to and made by women. And I have a hot take about that. Uh, Greta Gerwig's last two movies, uh, Lady Bird and uh, Little Women, uh, critical successes, yes. Uh, Oscar nominated, both of them, I believe. Um, but uh, not, not really commercial successes, even though those were films marketed towards and made by women. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is the fact that it, that it is in fact a live action Barbie movie that it is making that much money. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Do you, do you agree with that assessment? Do you, do you concur? Max? Oh, geez, I think he's gone. Max, are you there? Hello? Okay, we fixed it. 
uh, Maxwell, what is, what are your takes on on my little little hot take there? What do you think? I well, if, if it isn't the umph time, I've said it that I agree. You know, I went in not because it was a movie about women, but because it was a movie about toys. Damn it! Exactly. See the next movie about toys, and I'm going to yeah. enjoy it because. You know, I love toys. <laughs> Everybody loves toys. Yes. Fuck I'm yeah. An, I'm an adult that loves toys and will pay to watch a movie about toys. But you Did tell you... me it's about women. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, let him cook. Let him cook. Let him this... cook. Let her cook. Actually, don't quote me on that either. <laughs> oh my god, it's like Burger King. Uh, women belong in the kitchen. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, that's how you know we're recording this late at night. It's like 9.30. We're not yeah. used to you recording didn't, this You didn't shit. even announce the time. Yeah, it is. It. So we're recording this on September 11th at 9pm. So we're all kinds of fucked up, man. This is This is not... Not great, but we're recording this like less than twelve hours before it's supposed to come out, so it's not not fantastic. Um, I'm feeling fantastic. I mean, I I I hate cutting it this close. We gotta uh, whenever we get this close, I get a little stressed. But I'm stressed I, about fucking everything, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, me too. It's uh, it's astounding how much I can let shit hit affect me. Oh my god, school has been kicking my dick in. Oh my god. I um I had to do pre-calculus shit today. Oh, it was terrible. Damn. I had a 53 question review exam that uh was worth points. Uh and it was due tomorrow, but the exam isn't on until uh, uh Wednesday, right? So so this is coming out on Tuesday. Uh, that's when it was due, but the exam's not for another day after that. And I don't, I don't know about you, but like when it's, when it's me, I want to do that review exam right before I take the test, right? In my mm-hmm. old math class that used the same system, we would take the test. We would, we would go in or, uh, like we could take the test on our own time, but we had to go to a testing center, but we still had like review exams. So I would take the review exam. I would, literally have my keys on my on my belt loop while i was down there i was dressed to go i would take the test i would uh run back upstairs get in my car drive to school get in the testing center take it while it's still fresh in my mind and i just i don't like that that is how it's laid out and yeah i don't want to be too critical because my name is attached to this show but i i just don't vibe with that sort of thing and i uh yeah I just, I just so, think it's great. So what would your perfect system be? Have them be due on the same day. Or oh. or let me take the exam like three days in advance. You know, what's the harm? They should just give you less exams and more practice quizzes. No, 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 no. But that's yeah. my that's my dream. But I, I know would... I'm gonna bomb it. I know I'm gonna bomb it because the review thing are, is already it already happened. Yeah. So my solution is to take as few quizzes as possible. <laughs> so that that happens as as infrequent as possible for me. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I don't know. It's just it's rough. It's it's just 
it's not a great system for me specifically. Yeah. And then in my psychology class, again, I don't want to be super critical because, again, my name is attached to this. So I'm not trying to burn any bridges here. Uh-huh. But the way my professor has the discussion posts laid out is not exactly cash money. Um, so we have, so the way it works is every test, we have like a whole module of like assignments and they're all due on the same day. And so like, as we go through the notes in class, (coughs) sorry, um, we, uh, we're supposed to do them, uh, uh, as we're going, but there's like freedom of choice to like, just do them all at the very, very end. Um, okay. And some of those are discussion posts and uh have you have you had to do any of those yeah yeah how many replies do you normally have to do here we go well zero (laughs) so you just have to make your 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 post and you don't have to reply to anyone else's comments that's right okay at my old school we used to have to do two we used to have to do two responses and I would almost always be one of the first people to get it done. I would almost always be the, one of the first people to get that post in there. Odd and be flex. Ready to, I just, I just like getting shit done and out of the way. I just, it, it makes me feel better. But, you know, I thought it was bad when I had two, two responses to do. We have to do five and there's four discussion posts for every module. So it's a 250 word post and five responses and four times over yes so 20 total responses 250 times four that's 1000 total words just on the post plus 20 replies of 50 words so that's 2000 words total wow yes that's a lot of words it is it's a i feel like it's a little excessive I feel like two or three would be much more reasonable, especially because again, when I go in there and I'm like one of the first people done, I'm, I do a couple of replies on the other, like, um, early risers, you know, all those people who, who just like have all this free time to work on their homework and shit. I know a lot of people, you know, they go in, they work, this is my job, you know, between this and, and streaming, you know, this is my job. So I do, granted, I do have a little bit more free time than most people, but at the same time, it's a little excessive to like make us wait for five people to respond before we can, so that way we can do our, our posts there. And I, I think two or three would be reasonable. And I will per, I personally, I personally don't think discussion posts should even be a thing for an in-person class. I don't really uh, appreciate that. I like, I like a system where it's graded on like class participation. Um, but like, you know, granted it's that's, not, yeah, that's fair. Have the discussion in class. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like, Maybe that or the first day, the first, very first thing he had us do was 
we uh, like he gave us a, a, a sheet of paper and we had to write down uh, I forget what the exact thing was, but we had to write something down and then we gave it to him, you know, and th- that's that's something right mm-hmm. like that. That could work. You know, I just I don't vibe with the current discussion post system. I think it it's a little superfluous for an in-person class. And I think five uh, five replies is a bit much. It's it's literally 250 extra words. It's it's double. It, it is 2,000 words. It's too many words, man. At, by the end of the semester, I think I will have written 10,000, maybe? Eight, but somewhere between eight and 10,000 words, because I think there's four modules. Four modules, four discussions each, uh, uh, 200... Yeah, 2,000 words for every module, four modules, somewhere between eight and 10,000, conservatively. So that's there not... You go. Yeah. And then we also have to do this thing called like 10-minute papers. And I really like those. They're like... Um, so you boot up your little lockdown browser app and you like go in, like you go in there and... Um, he's got like a short answer prompt, like from the test. Right. And you have like 10 minutes to write a little response and it's, it's like, you know, one or two paragraphs. It's great. I like those. I think those are awesome. I think that's a good idea. Maybe someone hates those. They don't like having to do like fast talking, uh, Mm. or fast writing. And they're like, oh man, I hate this, but I, you know what I do love me some, some uh extensive discussion posts (laughs) i mean but it's not even that much you know i get it done usually before the five minute the five minute mark sorry my voice cracked it's embarrassing (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i am embarrassed for you but yeah that's that wasn't fun that's (laughs) that's just not great um i i just don't vibe with it but understandable it's it's just stressful because it's really hard to find where all the different things are due because there's not really a system for like, hey, here's your calendar. Here's when everything is due because I've got three different systems and one of them is like a carbon copy of uh, Canvas. I don't know if you use Canvas, but um, hmm. it's like a carbon copy of it, but worse. And I just, Epic. yeah. It's not, it's not great. And I think it's a little, it, it, it leaves a little to be desired. And I don't feel like I am, I don't, I feel like it is less conducive to productivity and overall um, like mental health. Uh, Cause I don't know what's due when, and I don't have a consistent place to check that. So I'm constantly oh. like checking every website and it makes me a little paranoid, and I don't, and I don't like that feeling. So it's that's just not little, good. It's a little upsetting. I'm, how I'm did that? How did that come to be? I mean, is there, is there nowhere you can check? There, I mean, there is, but there's not like. Um, again, they're all on like three different websites, right? I've got like I've got to do my lab and mastering from Pearson. I've got uh, Cengage. Uh, what is it? MindTap, and I've got. Uh, uh, the website for my school, which is, I think, based on Canvas, but it's not, like, actually through Canvas. I don't think I could, act like, access it through Canvas. 
Um, mm-hmm. And even if I did, it they didn't run it like my old school did or like my high school did, and like actually had like here's the announcements, here's all the due dates, go nuts, right? They don't they didn't really do that, and it's they they don't have all the announcements in one place. You have to go individually into all five of your classes and be like, okay, there you go. And sometimes they won't even use the announcements to tell you when something's due. And it's just fucking frustrating. I'm, I, I'm gonna whip myself up in wow. a tizzy. That new, that new school really treating you bad, huh? <laughs> it's just, it, it's not as good as it could be. It's not as good as it could be. I'm not saying I could do better. You, you do better, man. Come on. It's the I system would do you're in. I would absolutely do better. It, it wouldn't even be difficult, actually. It wasn't even. It wouldn't even be difficult. It would take I, me like two minutes, and I would, and I would, a million percent improved. A million percent improved. I, I, am not saying I'm better than everyone, but I am. Literally, I, I please even, hire me. Was, I, I don't think yeah. your previous statement didn't. It didn't even like sit for like. 10 seconds yeah but it's true it's It's true it's just it's just the way it is they didn't do a great job and i feel like there should be some sort of method in place where all the teachers have to list all their assignments on western online no matter if it's on one website or another their their calendars should have all the due dates for all the assignments for their whole class for the whole semester. That's what I want. I I think that should be a requirement. Whether it's online or in person. Because a lot of people. A lot of in person classes are making me do it. Uh, anyway. You know when we should be doing stuff in person. Yeah. Hot damn. Yeah. Hot damn. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous and it's annoying. And I won't sit for it. I won't stand for it. I won't sit for it. I won't even lay down for it. He's I'm not, not doing, he's not doing anything for it. You're goddamn right. I'm not playing ball with this. I'm not playing ball with this. It's not happening. It's not happening. I'm walking off the field. I'm protesting. Yeah. It's not it's not great. It's not fun. Appall the education system. Down yes. down with the 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 fine establishment. Indeed. Um I had I also wanted to bring up a point that I noticed. Oh, yes. Um, so I was on Yik Yak, as one does. As one, as a college student does. Yes. Um, and I, I noticed, I, I think it was in the uh, like relationships and dating tab, and someone was talking about the friend zone. And, <sighs> Touchy uh, subject. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I will have you know that I, I did indeed. They were asking, "How do you get out of the friend zone?" And I did indeed use the, uh, the Omni Man meme, where he's like, "That's the neat part. You don't." Um, you know, it's, it's tough love, but you need to hear it. You know, don't. It, they're not gonna. They're not gonna turn around on you. You're, you're doing these people a service. I really am. Also, I had another point about that. I had another point about that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, circle circle back around to that later um but like i i noticed that there was kind of like a double standard in there right um but so like we were talking about like 
uh, somebody mentioned like uh, just don't uh, ghost her or him. I, I think the original poster was a, a was a dude, so uh, I think that was like assumed. So the the person the one of the repliers was a girl, and she was like, just don't ghost her when she rejects you. Um, and uh, uh, somebody raised a, a very good point, um, which is that uh, like so I don't know like there's a, a a bit of a double standard there where um you know a lot of like uh, th- this goes both ways between men and women but like sometimes a friend will catch feelings it happens and uh they will talk to another uh, they, they'll they'll catch feelings for their friend and their friend right. will say uh i can't we're just too close of friends it would ruin the friendship i just don't see you that way um and that's fine right like you know that's perfectly valid that's perfectly like justified and shit right but there is a a double standard there which is that if you do catch feelings for someone Mm -hmm. and you and like you want to end the friendship because you have these feelings for them and they don't reciprocate it you come off as like the douchebag because because then it's like uh well were you just friends with me because you wanted to have sex and it's like no i caught feelings later but i can't like i can't shake them yeah i can't be in this like close proximity to you and have these feelings because they do ruin friendships that's totally that point is totally legitimate i understand that you know Mm -hmm. but but at the same time you've got to be willing to accept like okay, I, I've come out and I've told you this and you've told me no and I respect that but I can't be in this in this proximity with you until I sort these feelings out. And sometimes you never will. Sometimes you just can't. And I think that should be okay. I think there is a very... I, I think there is a, a difference there. I, I think there's a notable like line in the sand where you can be like, okay, this definitely was a, um, like a, hey, like, I actually, I, I was friends with you legitimately. I, like, platonically, I did have these feelings for you, but I can't be friends with you anymore because I just have these, um, uh, like, because I have these feelings. Yeah. And it, it, it just makes it too awkward or too painful, you know? And, and yeah, you know, it sucks. It sucks. What are you going to do? Uh, and I, I just think that that's a, a bit of a double standard. Um, and I don't, I don't want to be one of them fucking Andrew oh. Tate motherfuckers, but I think the double standard is usually because, or like, like it's there because usually the person who catches feelings is the dude and the person who has to turn them down is the uh the the of the female variety you know damn and really putting these people in their boxes sometimes you know there's a double standard about like rejection and like boundaries and shit uh when it comes to like guys like some like a lot of times guys can 
like they'll have like boundaries and shit and it's it's less um of a social like fuck up it, it's seen as less bad to like disrespect a man's boundaries than it is to disrespect a woman's at times hmm. and i think that that is sort of where that came from you know and yeah you know it, it's just a it, it's just a thing you know we're not equal yet my dog's trying to steal the bath mat out of the bathroom get out of there um you know we're not equal yet there's double standards on both sides and we should work to close that so in yeah conclusion and i'm final getting off, thoughts. yeah i'm getting off my soapbox now um but speaking of what what did you say earlier i said i was going to circle back around to it Oh, I'm doing it as a service. Okay, so I had an idea for a service, right? Yes. Um, which is like I come in uh, to your house and like I no. seduce your wife. This is how it starts. Like I come into your house and I seduce your wife, and like you know, I'm 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 in there. I'm in them guts, you know. And like now you know, right? Like because I've seduced your wife, you know that she's not like trustworthy or anything, you know. And, um, and I, and I, and, and now, you know, right. Like the relationship wasn't working, you know, because like I was able to seduce her. So really, I think that that's a pretty valuable service. And, um, instead of doing it for free, I think I'm going to start charging people to do that now. <laughs> I, th- you, I think I'm going to start charging you, for that. What do you, what do you think you're doing going after people's wives? Um, I'm I'm helping I'm helping them find love, you know. I'm helping them achieve a more satisfying relationship and sometimes that is not with the person they're married to because I seduced their it's, wife it's with and banged you them because yes. you did that. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not doing it because I because I want to seduce the wives. I'm I'm doing it to help the husbands, you know. I'm I'm I I I you know, I say I should start charging it for it, but really what I, what I, what I, all the payment I need is knowing that that husband, you know, I, I did a good thing for him by banging his wife. You know, I think that's, that's a, that's a good thing that I did and I can, I can go to bed soundly knowing that I, I helped him, you know, I helped him because not because, Hey, maybe cause now he can feel free to find another wife out there. Who won't be seduced so easily? And there you go. Isn't that isn't that happiness? I think I think you've given me a bit to think about. And, and I and I think I, we can all think about that during the ad break, which we do need to go to. I'll so, be protecting uh, my women's from you. <laughs> so so stay tuned. But we're we're going to the ad break. But yeah, th- think about it. If if you want to pay for that kind of service, let me know. I got you. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Liquid IV the number one powdered hydration brand in America. We've been partnering with them all summer, and I've been using it to beat the heat through some of these particularly nasty heat waves. While it was scorching hot outside, I was staying cool and refreshed with Liquid IV and their 12 delicious flavors. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you twice as fast and far more efficiently than water alone, and it also contains five essential vitamins and three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks without any GMOs, gluten, dairy, or soy. 
Liquid IV is also committed to equitable access to clean water worldwide, partnering with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions with communities that protect both their water and their futures, and donating 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code IIHSPODCAST, all one word, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code IIHSPODCAST, again, all one word, at liquidiv.com. Thank you again to Liquid IV for partnering with us. This episode has been generously sponsored by skunknuggetparenting.com. Run by my own talented mother. Parenting is hard. Sometimes kids and parents are like night and day. It can be very hard to get on the same page with them. And a lot of parents have anxiety that maybe they're doing it all wrong. Luckily, there is a service out there that can help. Skunk Nugget Parenting Solutions is a company that provides parent coaching services, resource referrals, and psychological profiling, along with 24-7 phone and text access in an all-virtual program. Plus, the first consultation is free. In order to get this amazing service, please visit skunknuggetparenting.com. That is skunknuggetparenting.com. Thank you to Skunk Nugget Parenting Solutions for sponsoring this episode. Thank you all for listening. And now, back to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you. Uh, Ahsoka, episode four. We're jumping into it. We're going in. Uh, all right you really want to talk about this episode damn right we got a bombshell here we got a couple of bombshells here uh numero uno um hu yang is actually kind of pretty good at boxing that's cool (laughs) that's our first revelation um also he has four arms and he can general grievous that shit and I want to see him do that by the end of the show. Um, number uh, three. Uh, number three. We're skipping two. No, number two is that he can general grievous that shit. It's it's a two-parter. Number three. Um, Who is Mara? Hera is a bad mom bringing her fucking uh, eight-year-old or ten-year-old-ish... Nine? I think around nine. Nine-year-old-ish. She's a a bad rebel. She should have just, like, listened to the people who told her to do nothing. No, she shouldn't have brought her fucking kid to a war zone, is what I'm saying. That's my point, is she shouldn't have brought her fucking kid to a war zone. Hmm. Why didn't she call up uh, Zeb? That's, uh, yeah, revelation number four. Still no Zeb. Uh, Even though he's friends with uh, uh, Carson Tiva, who was there. Uh, and also, Sam Witwer was that Rodian. So, sorry to anyone yeah. who thought Maroc was Starkiller. It's not going to happen. Yeah, sorry to anyone who thought Maroc was anybody. I I still think we ha- we have some time to figure that out. He's dead. He is. I mean, he appears to be dead. He appears to be dead. Uh, but uh, fifth revelation, he was empowered in some way. By Morgan Elsbeth's Night Sister Magics. Um, uh, so when he got struck down by Ahsoka, he released 
a cloud of Night Sister fart gas. And if you'll remember, Savage Press also released a cloud of Night Sister fart gas, but he didn't die as fast as Maroc did. But that came from being empowered by the Night Sisters. So I'm thinking that Maroc They supercharge you with farts. They really do. I think I think Maroc was empowered in some way similar to how Savage Press was. And I think that's where uh yeah, that sort of thing. Some people are saying he might have been a zombie. And I'm then, not so sure about that. And then we can put all the theories to bed, right? No more theories. That's I would it. like to. I would I would like to for Ahsoka to like go back through the forest to get back to the ship to go with Hu Yang to go to the new galaxy. Um and uh yeah, and like while she's going back, she runs into Maroc, who's still alive, and she takes the mask off, and guess what? It's Barris. It's Barris. Why? <laughs> the mask. But why? The mask. You want to know some bullshit about Barris, by the way? I, I was I was talking about this, right? Um, this character we haven't seen in like six years. Seven. Eight. Eight years. 2015. Eight years. Um, but hang on one second. Oh. Oh, why did you do that? Why did you do that to all our ears? What? That like were ah. you regurgitating something? Oh, I'm dying. I'll 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 fix it in post. I'll fix it in post. Mm. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I think that means I'm recording from the wrong mic anyway. Oops. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Let me fix that real quick. Okay, I fixed it. We're on the other mic now. Much better. Thank goodness. Um, but anywho. Yeah, Barris. Um, I I know I did notice something with Barris, right? That I I wanted to point out. Uh huh. There are only two Padawan ranked Jedi who survived the arena in Attack of the Clones. Really? Only two of them. Um, Barris Offy and Anakin Skywalker. But. Anakin Skywalker got raised to the rank of Jedi Knight afterwards. Right. Horus didn't. In spite of the fact that uh, by everyone's admission, she's actually like a banger Jedi. You she's know? a banger. She's a real banger, guys. She's a, she's a, she's a good fucking Jedi is she's, the point. She's a, yeah. She's, you know, when we when we first see her in Clone Wars and she actually gets, like, lines and stuff, like, she's incredibly competent, you know? Like, she memorizes the maps and she's she's ready to go. She's we prim and her, proper. We got ourselves a reader. We got yeah. ourselves a map reader. She's a fucking nerd, basically. She's a fucking square. But, but... However, yes, she is still a uh, again. She's still a good fucking Jedi. She's she's highly competent, and I think that uh, uh, uh I, I think she should have been raised to Jedi Knight. And I feel like if she was, 
she probably wouldn't have done the whole bombing thing. I think she was probably salty about that because Anakin Skywalker is a fucking renegade rogue motherfucker who commits war crimes every other week and nobody bats a goddamn eye. So, <laughs> but here she is following all the rules and nobody makes her a Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. And so I think she's just bitter about that. So I think maybe if they had just raised her to Jedi Knight, she wouldn't have been such an asshole. Yeah, we could have said the same thing about Anakin. Well, shut up. Don't worry about it. We'll just Don't think worry about, about it. that. Let's just think about that for a second. It's called appeasement, and it has never failed. I think I see a pattern here. <laughs> it has never failed in history. Don't look. Don't try and and um, fact check that because I'm right. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I don't know. I think it, it uh, would have been interesting to see if, uh, like, like what happened with, with Barris. Um, that would be cool. But, uh, speaking of people we haven't seen in a while, is Anakin. He's back. They're he, in the world between worlds. He is back. And Dave Filoni says that the world between worlds isn't time travel. And I don't believe him, but... I'm gonna take his word for it. Yeah. For now. Gotta, gotta, gotta stew in it. Yeah. Gotta think about it, what he said. It like, sounds mm-hmm. really weird to hear Hayden Christensen say "snips," right? Like, remember when Ashley Eckstein met Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor for the first time? Right. And she called him "snip," or and 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 she called him "sky guy," and it was really cringe. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Can we can we all admit that that was really cringe? It was very sure... funny. It was very funny they used it in the 2007 movie and never again. They proceeded to never use that cat that nickname again. <laughs> yes. But again, but they can used we admit it now. that that moment was cringe? Can we admit that that moment was cringe? I guess like it, it just didn't feel right. I know Hayden Christensen was up there, like, ooh, oh, that's cringe. That's 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 not great. That's not fantastic. <laughs> that's cringe, mate. That's what he's telling him. Uh, that's a little bit cringe. It's a little bit cringe. Um, yeah. Fuck it, man. Ah, uh, that's yeah. That was cringe, and so it was really weird to hear him say snips again really odd really really odd but you know it's cool to see him again the de-aging was good i i've noticed that nobody's ever going to be happy about anything ever because they didn't de-age him in obi-wan kenobi no you're right no people are never happy about anything ever that's true and we should all accept that and move on with our lives Unironically, if more like showrunners did that and stuck to their guns, yes, 100%. We'd get some ballsier shit, you know? Do you think Ryan Johnson cared what people thought when he made The Last Jedi? No. No. He no. made his own shit, and he was ballsy. You can like it or you can dislike it, but you gotta admit that he fucking... He was like, you know what? I'm gonna make this shit my own. I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing for the fucking fences. Right. Yeah, and he he played with all our our uh, Ex- expectations. 
Yeah, he played he played with that and with Star Wars. <laughs> and he fucking did it. He did he it. He did it in fucking Glass Onion too, and that was awesome. And I would and I would argue that I would argue that if they um if they doubled down on Ryan Johnson um cuz you know cuz like Colin Trevorrow um was going to write the script for the ninth episode um and it was very fan servicey and it wasn't great and also he's a a Poe Ray shipper which is just awful um just the the worst possible uh ship that you could have in Star Wars I don't even like I'm not even like a shipper but like that's just bad they would not make a good couple um so I'm glad that they got rid of his script um but you know instead of bringing back JJ Abrams I think he could have salvaged it I I think if if he had like we'd gotten 2 years to breathe you know from from 2017 I think by I I think if Ryan Johnson got to do the last movie we would get a really interesting and like thoughtful and like not as cliche um, final entry in the saga. And I think it would have been very interesting. I like, I do not dislike any of the prequels or, or sorry, sequels, sequels. I do dislike the prequels, all three of them, bad movies. But I think, I think we, you know, I, I think it would have been interesting to see where Ryan Johnson went with it. Um, if they ever do, end up doing like um star wars what if i would love to see ryan johnson's take on the sequels i think that would be really interesting and i hope he gets his trilogy honestly i hope he gets his trilogy um i think it would be really really cool if ryan johnson and tony gilroy got to work together on a movie wouldn't that be sweet wouldn't that be sick right cool like like I feel like those two have like some of the freshest ideas in terms of like Star Wars. You know, I think I think they're really like examining it from new angles. Um and I I really appreciate that and I think I think Ryan Johnson's been doing that with film like his whole his whole career, you know, Looper, both of the uh uh Knives Out movies. Uh, oh, he made Looper. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you know, I I think he's been re-examining film in a way that I think is very interesting, and I I liked his take on Star Wars, and I would like to see more. And so I hope that his his trilogy does get to happen. I forget who they're getting to do Ray's sequel movie, like her sequel to the sequels. Um. But I'm I'm here for it too, uh, especially if John Boyega's John Boyega's down. Uh, I've heard, so I think that's gonna be really interesting. I feel like we're getting off track. We need to talk about Ahsoka some more. Um, yeah, Anakin's back. Balin and Shin won. They've kidnapped Sabine, Sabine, and they've gone to the new galaxy. Yeah, I like this. I like the way it ended. It feels very much like. Um... I don't know. Empire Strikes Back. The heroes Darkest don't hour, win. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's very thematically appropriate for, you know, where we're at in the movie, right? Because this is a six episode series. So we're, we got the first two episodes are going to be like your a new hope dog. What are you doing? What are you doing? He's weird. Um, the first two episodes are like a new hope. And these last two episodes are like, dog, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Get your toy. These these two episodes are like Empire Strikes Back. You know, we're darker. We're we're at a we're not winning. You know, we are. This is not cash money. We are we are in the dark times. Um, and you know, hopefully, the last two episodes we're gonna be getting maybe not quite a happy ending. Honestly, I kind of want to see what this sets up for. Um, Dave's movie, you know, wrapping up the the uh, the Mandalorian. Uh, not not it's not its own universe, obviously, but like the the Mandalorian and all those other live action shows. I wanna I wanna see how that wraps up. Um, yeah, I think it'd be cool to see. Um, I I I really want to see what Thrawn's doing. I, I, I'm very excited to see him next episode because I want to know what he's been up to. Right. I want to know what Ezra's been up to. What are they, what have they been doing? Have they been exploring each other's bodies? Maybe. Maybe they have. Who can really say, you know, I think when you're, when you're just two guys being dudes out there in a brand new galaxy, a lot, a lot could happen. A lot could happen. And, you know, I, I'm here for it. If, if that's what we get, then that's what we get. If that's what we get, you know? We gotta accept it. Okay, I want to pose a hypothetical question to you. And I, wanna, I want your, your genuine answer, okay? Okay. So a lot of people online have been shipping um, Shinhati and... Sabine, a lot of people, a disturbing amount of people mm-hmm. have been shipping those two, right? Which do you think would be worse? Shin and Sabine or Sabine and Ezra? Which would be worse? Uh, Sabine and Ezra. That sounds weird. I don't know. Like, I kind of, I get what, like, the beginning of the show was like with their dynamic, but, like, that'd be kind of weird now. It'd really be like a Luke and Leia thing, even if they're not related. They're not, they don't really, you know, act like romantic interests. They're really just siblings. Yeah. Let's be real here. Kind of. Yeah. Um... But also, Shin and Sabine, that would be really weird. Um, but also, speaking of that scene where Sabine loses, um, uh, we, we got to, we, we figured out her whole family died in the purge, and that's why she's been so depressed. You know, it's not just that Ezra died, or is gone. Um, but also 
Tristan's dead. Her dad's dead. Her mom's dead. Fucking everyone died. And I think we haven't, we haven't really heard about this from her, but I think maybe if Sabine actually showed up in the Mandalorian, um, like before this, I think they could have examined like the role that she played in it because Bo-Katan always, you know, she was insecure about the whole fact that she didn't win the Darksaber through combat. So she wasn't able to like lead the Mandalorians and, uh, and it like led to their downfall. And I want to see what Sabine feels about that. And I feel like that was kind of a missed opportunity. But I like what what they're doing with her now, so it's fine. I just right. I would like to see what she feels about that, but th- th- it's not really the time or place. Um, it's kind of hard to fit all that in, but. However. Yes. If she's in Mandalorian season four, like if she becomes the new like Bo-Katan of Mandalorian season four, um, or vice versa if if she becomes the new season three Din Djarin of the Mandalorian where like she just hangs out with him and he's like the main character again um I think that would be really really interesting to like get her perspective um yeah especially because what's really weird is her and Din are about the same age like they're they're actually about the same age, which is kind of weird to think about, right? Mm-hmm. That is kind of weird to think about. Because Pedro Pascal aged way harder than uh, Natasha Leobordizzo. Because I, I think he's I, just actually older in real life. He is. He, th- there's a reason why they cast him to play Joel, who is like 50 years old. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason. Um. But uh, yeah. I think that's, it's really interesting that they're the same age. Um, that would actually be a romance. No, that would not be a romance arc I would want to see because even though they are the same age, the actors really aren't. So, uh, kind of weird. But also, it's it would be really weird for Bo-Katan to be in a romance arc with Din, right? Like, either way, that's creepy. And right. the one that's less creepy, the, the age gap that's less creepy is more creepy because of the actors they used. So basically there's no way that we can get a good romance arc with Din Djarin, so we should all just give up and go home and cry. Let him let him just like have us have his baby son. But what about the the Mando MILF? You gotta have a Mando MILF, man. It's rules. Them's the rules. Them's the rules. But yeah. No Zeb, which is really, really weird. I think they just ran out of budget. I think well, I think that's what it is. I don't know. They kind of just... He doesn't really fit the story. Yeah. But why not, right? You know? It's Rebel Season 5. Although I will admit, this has much more consistent tone than Rebels. Holy shit. It is such an improvement tonally to Rebels. This show. Yes. I agree. Rebels, that was my biggest issue with Rebels, you know? 
keep the ugly art style, keep the the bad choreography, keep the bad cinematography, you know, all of that. Um, but like keep a consistent tone and I'm there. I get it. Rebels could not do that. But this actually is keeping that dark um more mature tone and i really appreciate it you know it's it's yeah if they can nail ezra like if ezra comes back and he's like fine like he's good like they like actually well written i will consider dave filoni a genius and i will take back every negative thing i've ever said about him every single one wow yeah. Well, you're putting a lot on the line then. I am. I am, but it's worth it, you know? He's he did Atla. He did Atla. Avatar you, the Last Airbender. It's a masterpiece. But you never finished Rebels. I I watched most of it. I watched there were some some parts of the I I've watched a a majority of it. Over 50%. I can tell you that for a fact. Um, you know, the, the, the episode where they save uh, Commander Sato's kid on the YT-2400. I've seen that one. I'm just going to go through all the ones that I've Those seen. Those are like all the most like uninteresting episodes you've watched. Why? You... I saw the one where Ahsoka showed up. I saw the one where Ahsoka showed up. I saw the one where Ahsoka showed up. I saw the one with Darth Vader. Okay. I saw the other one with Darth Vader. Um, I saw the one where they introduced Clancy Brown. I think my first experience with it was... Um, the first episode I watched was... Uh, what's his name? When they ha- had to go save the Rodian dude who had the, the Lobot implant. That was the first one I saw. But, man, yeah, no, I... God, that was... That was a rough show to get through. Those first seasons were really bad. But, like, I would argue the first seasons were slightly more consistent. Like, they were kitty show, and they were not great. But they were consistent about it, you know? I would argue the later seasons still try to keep up some of that comedy, some of that like slapstick, but then also they got way more serious and way more dark. Like when Clone Wars got dark, they stayed mostly dark throughout the whole um, arc, right? They had dark arcs, you know, and then they had lighter arcs, but like the most uh, clowned on, uh, arc that they ever did on Clone Wars yes. was the D-Squad arc. If but you that's George's favorite. Of course it's George's favorite because George is fucking insane. <laughs> there is no understanding that weird little man. I think he really makes Star Wars though. He does, but he's really weird. And he puts in really weird things. I mean, yeah, we can all hate it, but we can't deny what it is yes. <laughs> like no matter how many new theatrical releases um all the special editions 
the the Han Solo CG neck move. Yeah. Yeah. He's weird. He's weird and he makes bad choices sometimes. But when he's right, he's right. You know? It's undeniably Star Wars. The only problem, the only problem is he doesn't have other people to be like, okay, George, this is a bad idea. We're going with this. Uh, I I think the best place you can keep George is in a story by uh, credit. You know, that is that is the best place for him to be. He's not the best director in the series. That's uh, Richard Marquand. If we're, if we're talking about the original six before he sold it. Uh, he's not the best director in the series. That's that's Dick Marquand. Um, and I, you can fucking fight me on that and I will win. Irving Kirshner made RoboCop 2. Enough said. Enough said. Nice. Um, but, like, yeah, Richard Marquand, best director. Um, uh, for, for screenwriter, Lawrence Kasdan did a really good job. Um, he's, he's done a lot of stuff for, for George Lucas. Um, uh, the stuff for, for Empire Strikes Back wasn't, uh, entirely George. Um, you know, I, I think the less involved he is in the actual making of the movie, the more, and like the more like buffers there are in between him and the final product, the better he's got like really good ideas, but when it comes to screenwriting and directing, he's just not the best at it. Um, you know, like that original movie was only saved by John Williams and Marsha Lucas, but God damn, yeah. did they save it? Holy shit. Uh, I mean, no I wonder like... she won an Oscar for the editing. Holy I... shit. Did she? George's wife? His uh, wife? The movie won it. I haven't watched the 1978 Oscars, but I, I know she, uh, I don't know if she's credited, but she did the, the, the final edit and she, like, yeah, if she didn't, if she wasn't on stage accepting it, she should have been. Because, holy fucking shit, she saved the movie. That final battle is a masterclass in editing. It is incredible. And I don't think George would have been able to make it that good. You know? Like, compare the final battle from that movie to the final battle in... Uh, the Phantom Menace, right? Not right. as good, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't wow. know. I just rest the case like that. But anywho, the worst Clone Wars arc is D Squad, and D Squad has a really inconsistent tone because it's jokey and droids and silly goose. You could say it's whack. Yes. Yes, it it's is a, a little bit whack. It's a lot of whack. It it's it's very whack. It's I would say. so much whack. In fact, most of the sh- oh, most of that arc is whack. Indeed, indeed. Um, but when you know when like Gregor shows up, he's been a fucking slave this whole time. Uh. And he, like, sacrifices himself. And, of course, they undo his sacrifice and assassinate his character. 
um, later yeah, on they, in like, Rebels. They like lobotomized him. I don't really I know. know how to he's, feel about that. He's so bad in Rebels. He's so bad. And then they kill him off too. It and then, sucks. And they kill him. He's, it's so sad. It's so spoil- fucked up what they did to my man Gregor. Spoilers for anyone who has not watched this show. Oh, Star Wars Rebels ended like five years ago. It's whatever. I know. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so fucked up what they did to my man. Free Gregor. Free Gregor. My man didn't die for this. Right. For real. That was that was fucked up. But like, yeah, it doesn't fit like the tone and shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then in the episode after that, they're still like jokey and, and shit like that. But then they do like a fake out death for R2 and he like sacrifices himself to save the fucking conference they did do from that. a suicide bombing. They did do that. Let's not forget. We should not forget. I think we get mad at like episode nine for doing so many fake out deaths, but we kind of like we really let a lot of other ones just slide and yeah. not say anything about them. So yeah, we're kind of well, hypocrites. To be fair, to be fair, when they killed off Chewbacca in Legends, it was that real. was that was fucked up. That was a <laughs> bad move. That was a bad decision. Shut up, dog. Yeah, it kind of made Han Solo like not interesting anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fucked up, and also he blames his son for it and. That's just character assassination of Han and shit, right? Like, come on. Right. Yeah. That that was bad. So I'm glad they didn't kill Chewie. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Would you have liked it better if we knew that Chewie didn't die and it was just that Ray thought she killed him? Or That might have been fine. Instead of tricking the audience. Yeah, I don't know. Would you have preferred it if 3PO had stayed gone? No memories. Like, like they actually it's just killed, kinda... quote-unquote. Would you have preferred that? I mean, I don't know how much that would affect... I mean, I guess I'd be kind of sad. It's just weird, because it's like... A reused plot point. Yeah, I don't but it's, know. It's like played to more greater effect. Yeah, I feel like if they had just done one of them, it would have been a lot better. Um, Instead of fitting both in the same movie. Yeah, I don't know. It but I, a, I, it was a bit much having both in the movie. Yeah, but speaking of fake out deaths, fake out deaths. Oh, we're we're getting there. We're we're almost to the end of the show. I think Maroc is dead. Maroc might be all the way dead, but he doesn't seem too good. Um. Uh, who do you think is gonna survive this? What do you think in here? Sabine. Sabine's gonna live. Okay. I think Morgan's gonna die. Morgan's dead. Okay. I think Balin is gonna die. I think Balin's gonna die. Shin? Maybe not. I think Balin is the more redeemable of the two. So if they're going for a redemption arc, I don't 
she she does not seem redeemable. Hmm. Um. Also, also, uh, I wanna I want you to see the difference between uh, uh, how they are treating Shin and how they treated Riva. Uh, yep. No, notice how they're like how the fan base is treating Shin versus how they're treating Riva. Yeah, that's that's something, isn't it? That's pretty telling. Yeah, someone literally called Riva a Mary Sue on Twitter. Someone literally called her a Mary Sue on People Twitter. People just like throw words out like they mean they anything. They do. They do. They're it's like... so fucking stupid. It's so dumb. But all right, my theory. All right, uh, what about Ahsoka? Do you think Ahsoka's dead? Yes or no? No. Okay. I think Ahsoka lives but dies in the movie. Morgan dies. I think Thrawn will have Morgan killed. Um, Interesting. I think she'll be like Thrawn, baby. It's me. I'm here to. I'm here to groupie over you. I'm here to. I'm here to get that blue dick. And then he's like, "Fuck off, thought," and he shoots her. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, "I got that Ezra bussy now." And Ezra's right. like, "I love you, baby." And, right. And that's his blue sugar daddy. That's like the real fan fiction. <laughs> that's what everyone's been missing. Everyone's yeah. everyone's obsessing over Shin and Sabine. Shin Bean. They they Shin Bean. Also, they got all those Pergil, you know, tentacle monsters. Like the possibility. Ew! 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 That's disgusting. Fuck you. You can't say that, man. That's gross. <laughs> That's gross. Ew. <laughs> I need to take a cold shower now. Fuck, man. But I did like the Pergil. Yeah. All right. All right. Live action Pergil, man. Uh, Thrawn's going to live. He has to live. Thrawn lives. Yeah, Ahsoka especially because lives. they killed Gideon, their one other good villain post uh, Empire. We have Pelion. Pelion's there. Yeah, like he's a character. They can make him one. They can make him one. We know he's a character, but like he's you know right now he's not anyone yet. Yeah. So. Uh, where's Eli? Ooh, we gotta find Eli. Eli Vanto from the books. We gotta find him. I yeah. like that they gave Thrawn a, a bromance in the books because yeah, homie's gay. Homie's gay. Can we can we all agree Thrawn is gay? Thrawn's gay. He he's he's a little gay. Um, no, I think he's art sexual. <laughs> is that why? Maybe maybe he'll be like. Uh, he's like, Senator, do you fuck art? <laughs> he's got a I he's do. got like a a space Mona Lisa. Like instead of the Mona Lisa, it's like a a Twi'lek. And there's like a hole in it where the mouth should be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's gross. Ew. Ew. Who is letting me cook? Somebody needs to take away the utensils because I should mm-hmm. not be allowed to cook. Fuck. Ew. That's gross. Nice. That's gross. 
Um, but yeah, Thrawn's gay. Um, uh, Thrawn's gonna be Thrawn's gonna live. Ezra, I think, has to live. Sabine has to live. What will happen to Sabine? Live. Okay, cool. Yeah, Hera, we gotta get our predictions in. Hera might not. Interesting. Hera might not. Why not? Uh, this is about... This is as late as we see her. You know? This is... So far, but we've seen her ship. Yes, but that could have just been Jason flying it uh, during the Battle of Exegol. You know, that could have just been Jason and, and Sabine, you know. But we don't hear Ezra. Thank fucking God. Because if I had heard fucking Taylor Gray's Ezra voice in The Rise of Skywalker, I would have given it... Actually, I don't know. Because that would mean that Ezra died a horrible death. Come to you know? Buffalo Wild Wings. It, yeah. It, I would have been torn. I would have been torn. If I had heard Ezra's voice, then that would mean he was dead, which is good. That is a net good for the world. But Come, come to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> I'll give you fucking Buffalo Wild Wings, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, uh, Ezra... Ah, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. That's really, that's really tough. But um, I, I think Ezra lives. Ahsoka dies either here or in the movie. But Ezra lives through the movie, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yes. So, all right. We, we regret to inform you he lived. Yes. I think Mando season four, they're going to draft him to fight in the war against Thrawn. And, uh, yeah. What a, all right. Before we go to the big red button, what do you think the odds are? For live action, um, Nogri, because we saw him in Rebels. Um, that would be interesting, but I I don't think it's gonna happen. I would like, I would like to get like canon confirmation that Darth Vader, like that they're they're still repping a good old DV. That'd be cool. To uh, <laughs> yeah, that that'd be kind of dope. Yeah. But I think overall, numero uno, I think definitely the main thing that has to happen is uh, I think Shin has to die. Balin may or may not. I think he's going to sacrifice himself and be redeemed. Maybe he'll like turn on Shin and he'll get killed. But he'll weaken her enough to, like, get her killed by someone else. But Thrawn's coming back. And I think Morgan's dying as well. Um, but, uh, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna be seeing some shit. And I'm very excited. It comes out tonight as you're listening to this. Unless you have it on... Unless you've decided to listen to it on Patreon tonight, on Monday, on Monday night, very, very late at night. Um, yeah. But, uh, ooh. Oh, yes. I think Hera has to die. Hera has to die. That's it. 
there's no way. There's no way she doesn't, right? I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. Fuck, man. To wait and see. Or it, yes. It's stressful. It's stay, stressful. Stay tuned to the show. Shows, yes. Yes. It's very exciting. It's some. Of, it's some of the most. Like this is. This is like a comeback for Star Wars. I feel. I. I don't but think it ever not. left. I don't think it ever left. Damn. Well. Yeah. It didn't have a Marvel arc. It. It didn't have like a secret invasion type like, show. Yeah. That was embarrassing. That yeah. was so embarrassing. Like huh. it didn't have a Thor Love and Thunder or an Eternals, you know? When when that happens. Ooh, yeah. Eternals was a big stinker. That might be that might be the worst movie Disney's put out in, a, in quite a long time. Mm-hmm. That was bad. That was really bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, we've, we've even Mandalorian season three, even though it wasn't that great, it still had some pretty good moments, you know, right. the little Andor ripoff, Keller and Beck coming back. That's, you know, all that, that was cool. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, man. Do you have yeah. a big red button for us? Uh, No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about one. I'm thinking about it. But it's hard to, it's hard to come up with these under pressure. I can feel the time ticking closer and closer every every second and I'm like, "Oh shit. Will you I press should really it? come up with one." Will you press the button? Well, I have to know what the button does. That's the whole point. I know. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. Ah, oh, shit. Um Hmm. 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 <laughs> this is hard. This is really hard. I, I feel like, like we should. I like should watching s- you struggle. The sound of your struggle. Ooh, I yes. feel like it would be smarter if we stopped the recording until we came up with one and like, then started. Like we it. haven't had enough hiccups yet. Oh my god, we've had recording. so many. We've had so many. I'm gonna cut out some of these in the editing process, which kind of sucks because we're cutting it kind of close. Um, but fuck, man. Haha. <laughs> Shit. Ah, it's hard. Hmm. Damn. Damn. This is this is hard. Um shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> we better come up with one. I'm going to give us a, a a minute left and then we're just going to be like, "All right, we're giving up." There we go. <laughs> shit. All right. We got a minute. Here we go. Okay. Let's do some thinking. I'm trying to go back to like the topics we had. Um. Uh, Jimmy Buffett. Okay, I got I got one. Oh God! All right, all right. So, you don't have to write any more of your discussions. Okay. But instead, 
you have to write <laughs> you have to write something for the class instead but it, instead of discussions it's a fan fiction between oh, no. star wars characters <laughs> oh, starring no. in ahsoka oh no so you could you could save yourself from having to wait for other people to you know submit their discussion so you can respond to them or or you know you could write some lewd hot spiciness <laughs> and <sighs> and you would save yourself the trouble shit oh that's bad that's really bad oh that sucks yeah like you and... weren't simping hard enough now you now you really have to confront those <laughs> <laughs> how's the word count how's the word count and uh do i have to read it in front of the class you don't have to read it in front of the class but everyone has to see it well it's their choice to to for how far they might want to go into your story but okay you would let's say you don't have to write as much for this fan fiction as you would for the discussions but it's still quite quite a story you're going to have to deliver. Let's just say at least 10 pages double-spaced. 10 pages double-spaced is... I think that's more than 2,000 words. I'm not sure. But it's like the one thing you do. You don't have to make more fan fiction. Okay. But okay. You, you do have to... You, you have to, like, go from front to back. And it's got to be, like, you know... Real sweaty. <laughs> oh, don't please don't describe anything in Star Wars as sweaty. No, please don't. Please do. The only thing I want to be described as sweaty is Thrawn after he gets up uh, fighting those two droids in that one episode of Rebels. Right. That's right. I have seen Rebels parts of it, kind of enough to know that it sucks, big dick. Um. Oh, that's really bad. That's really bad. Does everyone see it at least once? Um. Well, they are. Maybe like it's brought up to the class. It's like, hey, just so you know, Kale gets an exemption from participating in the discussion post okay. because he no, will be writing. He will be writing a fan fiction <laughs> for you Star Wars characters. <laughs> you can't make it an exemption. Okay. All right. I have a way that I would that I would do it, but we're gonna change. I'm altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Um, everyone gets out of discussions. But they all they all have to write a fan fiction. No, they all have to read it. <laughs> they all have to read it. <laughs> they all have to read it. They don't have to respond. They don't even have to look me in the eye. <laughs> but they all Damn. have to read it. But no more discussion posts. How does this improve the conditions? This because, seems because at least and you think like you're saving people. You no, think like, you're <laughs> like they know that it's me that I am that I am falling on this sword that, that I you are mean... an, you are the expert in writing this story. No, no, no. no. There's like... no there's no other professional they would rather consult. No, no, no. More like more like I'm. I'm on this cross. I'm bearing this cross for everyone else in the class. I have to do this, and they have to read it. 
but at least they don't have to write eight to 10,000 words over the semester. Okay. I think that, that would be acceptable. I, I, I would press that. There are some people I respect in that class, which is, you know, there's not a lot. There's a few. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, damn. Damn. That's really, that's really rough. That's, well, that's a it, hard choice. I guess you press that button. I, now, now we just, I think uh, under just those circumstances, back. yes. Would you? If you were in my position, would you press that button? Yeah. Easily. <laughs> I think it's just because, like, I, I don't know. I've I've been in this college stick long enough. I know what I'm probably going to be more... Have more fun writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. That's, I, that's just me. All right. That's that's pretty that's pretty solid. I, I think that's, <laughs> yeah, you feel good about that, don't you? <laughs> I feel like if if I was still if that was still graded, you know, I and I want to graduate summa cum laude. I'm gonna have to put my my whole my whole work effort, you know, all that type of shit in there. I'm I'm still gonna have to put my my whole pussy into that, so right. Fuck, man. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. That is a hard choice. You're you're really good at coming up with these. I <laughs> I feel like I Thank come you. up with them more often, but like when you come up with these, these are really these are really tough. Shit. Shit. Cause that would be really embarrassing. I high key, high key. I'm proud of this show. You know, I I this this is like my greatest achievement. Yeah. But I am a little embarrassed whenever I put this up on my public story talking about how we're reviewing Star Wars and shit, you know? That's that's a little bit much. But, I don't know. It's it's a it's a dream for me. Yeah, I mean, it no matter what, it's really cool that we're getting paid by a legit business. liquidiv.com slash uh uh, use use code IIHS podcast for twenty percent off your order. By the way, so smooth. <laughs> Fuck you, Patreon subscribers. You thought you could get out of it. You thought you could avoid the ads. Fuck you. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> nice you know one. we're getting paid by a legit business that like you know actually shows up in grocery stores and shit. Legit. You know, like like legit business to fucking talk about star wars and shit that's super cool that's really cool that's that's right but it's just a little embarrassing that we're to to bring that up but Mm -hmm. you know what hey i if i'm getting graded for it and you know my my ass is on the line if that's the difference between like an a plus and an a then god damn it i'm putting I'm coming up with the juiciest That's right. Sabine, <laughs> Sabine X Shin Hati fan fiction you'll ever fucking read, man. Let's go. Let's go. Fifty Shades of Grey is going to look like fucking Little Women by the time I'm done with it. Nice. Good I lord. like that imagery. <laughs> Ten pages of sultry, steamy Star Wars action. 
<sighs> I feel dirty saying that. <laughs> I want to take a cold shower. I feel wrong. I think we could all use a cold shower. Yeah. After Go that. take a cold shower, everyone. It's 8 a.m. when this comes out on Tuesday. Go take a fucking cold shower. Go away, like, clean yourself, you heathen. Yes. Cleanse yourself. Oh, God. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it, because I nice. can't talk about this stuff anymore. <laughs> this is kind of driving me crazy. We're we're up too late, and I'm going to ha- still have to edit this shit. Oh, fuck, man. Man's really going through it. Huh. Oh, this sucks. This sucks. I hate it. I hate it. But <laughs> that being said, if you wanna if you wanna support this dumpster fire, head on over to patreon.com like our good friend Justin Connor. Thank you very much. Uh he's in our, our supporter tier. Uh if you want to be in the higher tier and get recognized as even cooler and also get early access to these episodes, uh ad free by the way, except for that last little bit about, uh, you know, sometimes I still work it in there because fuck you. Um, <laughs> and also you want access to our uh, full-length movie commentaries, including our upcoming uh, Ahsoka ones. We're getting around to it. We're getting around to it. We were going to... Oh, we still need to do Mortal Kombat. We still need to do Mortal Kombat. We're going we're gonna to try and do Mortal Kombat before that comes out, by the way. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, stay tuned. But... Uh, yeah, head on over patreon.com slash IIHS podcast, all one word. Uh, if you want to uh, see us on social media, uh, follow us over there, get uh, updates, topic suggestions, QA, that sort of thing. We are at IIHS podcast on threads, Instagram, and Twitter. Fuck you, Elon. I'm still not calling it what you want me to. Um, I'm not even going to say it, by the way, just to not even give him the satisfaction. Um, and then uh, uh, if you want to uh, watch us on YouTube, if that's better for you, uh, we try to get these episodes out by like 9.30 uh, Central, uh, which is which is 10.30 Eastern, which is about an hour and a half after it comes out normally. Um, uh, don't hate the player, hate the game. It, uh, it just takes a while from RSS to upload it over there. But yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we are at IIHS Podcast on YouTube there as well. So uh, go on over and watch us over there if you feel so inclined. Um, but other than that, uh, I just want to say that I am Kale, and I have been incredibly influential. And I have been Maxwell. And I have been highly successful. You have been Maxwell, but... I have been, and I have been Will successful. you continue to be? You'll have to find out. Ooh, clickbait. Clickbait. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Hell yeah. We'll uh we'll talk to you guys next week and, and you'll you'll see the epic conclusion oh. of this of this new uh, uh story arc, I guess. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll catch you guys next week. See ya.